0: Hello, this is Michael, and welcome to the Dreadcore. I'm joined today by uh, King Fluff, uh, Benjamin Smith, um, who runs some fantastic events, and we're going to talk a bit about the... um, the narrative side of uh, um, putting together a, a 30k event and the difference between that and competitive events and the kind of events that he's actually running which look absolutely fantastic so um good morning yeah good morning staff maybe tell us you, actually where does the name king fluff come from
1: um it's kind of uh, it's kind of self-deprecating name really um i picked it up uh well a good few years ago um basically it was a uh, I was running lots of armies, uh, lots of stuff, uh, kind of very thematic armies, very kind of um, fluffy armies, as it is now, as it's been adopted by the community, but um, but not very competitive. So uh, being the king of fluff meant I didn't win many games, but um, there was a good story behind the army, which was you know it, it, something I'm kind of happy with. It was uh, that's that's kind of where I, I get my enjoyment from the hobby from really.
0: I think that's pretty much the attitude that's been adopted by the rest of the community as well.
1: Yes, yeah, certainly in the thirty k scene, it's um, it's very much a, a a kind of a benchmark standard really for people to work to in, in terms of getting their armies kind of representative of of this artificial history that we we kind of play to, rather than being kind of a, a, a smash your face in kind of uh, exercise.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you're sure we're really ahead of the curve. <laughs> Well, possibly. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool, cool. That's that's awesome. Because uh, uh, I think you've, you've been spoken on about other podcasts uh, as uh, signing in as events as just King Fluff and uh, this mysterious man.
1: <laughs> possibly not that mysterious. No, But, um, but anonymity is good, isn't it? It kind of gives you that kind of uh, ability to, to kind of move around a little bit and, and not worry too much about uh, people kind of picking you up on your Facebook page and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, oh, that's true, that's true, that's true. Very, very, very apt. We had a player at, the, at our weekend that we just had and who got tagged in a post and his uh, his uh, muggle mate started taking the mick out of him.
1: Yeah, there, there seems to be a lot of that, actually. A lot of people that are uh, that are in the hobby that have kind of uber-serious lives outside of the hobby that, that kind of request people not to tag them in photos and events and things like that because it uh, it creeps into their real life a little bit that they they want to keep the two things kind of the church and state separate.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've we had teachers and uh, policemen in our community, so um, for obvious reasons, they keep their Facebook profile quite um, anonymous. Yes, yeah.
1: Yeah, and having having a kind of dedicated page, with, which is just just hobby without anything else kind of creeping into it. I mean, I, I dare say people that, that follow my Facebook and Instagram, they don't want to see pictures of my kids kind of running around causing havoc uh as much as people that want to see pictures of my kids running around causing havoc i want to see pictures of little painted men so i suppose it's it's good to kind of keep the two things kind of separate
0: uh, that's true i've never thought about it that way then again i don't have kids running around and most of my friends are into the hobby so <laughs> except my parents uh although they're not really well, that's friends parents, are they? i think yeah. isn't it <laughs> yeah, true. Well, i was just wondering if they are really friends who knows? Well, they're,
1: they're, <laughs> they're kind of mandatory friends, aren't they,
0: parents? Yes, they are. Oh, I love my parents. Oh, I'm only kidding. Um, all right, awesome. So, um, and you're running at how many events this year? Is it three or four? <coughs> it's three this year and then four the following year. Wow. planning ahead, that, that, that far ahead.
1: Yeah. I'm... Yes, it's it's scary when you put it down. You're looking at uh, dates in 2020. You think, wow, that's, that's in the future.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I'm only just starting to look at, ni- at 2019 now. Um, and I'm thinking that's scary, but, uh, some people are better planned than us. So, uh, so your events are, bit, bit, um, got a bit of a reputation as being sort of really very much about the fluff, which yes, is I mean, it's something,
1: thing. yeah, it was something I kind of was keen on, um, to kind of set up from the outset, which is kind of probably why it's planned so far into the future, really, mm-hmm. um. I wanted all the events to kind of hang off the same context, the same story arc. So um, it kind of gave me the ability to kind of plan in multiple multiple events with each event kind of having a, a kind of different flavor to it or a different kind of dynamic to it, which then kind of gives uh, people that want to keep coming and returning to the events something new each time, but also it means that they are unique enough not, for somebody not to kind of worry about, well, it didn't come to the last one, so therefore I can't come to the next one because it doesn't, It, you know, it's, it, you know, I've watched episode four, it means, you know, I can't watch episode three kind of situation.
0: All right, so it's, so, so the, so it's an interlocked story, but people can dip in and out.
1: Yes, yeah, I mean, I, the the way people's gaming schedules go, you know, I'm, I'm kind of aware that, that people can make certain times of the year, they can not make certain times of the year, So having something that is kind of um, plug-and-play almost, but it has um, the kind of overarching storyline that if people want to play through the whole narrative,
0: then they've got the capacity to do that as well. Mm -hmm. Awesome. That that sounds good. Um, And, um, yeah, so, I mean, uh, uh, that's that's kind of what you want. You don't want people to have to feel that... uh they're missing out something just because they didn't come to something so that so they're feeling like an outsider as it were
1: yeah absolutely and i think that's it's, it's something kind of key to it. i think is that i think people kind of get set into into their kind of hobby groups their their local playing circles and um, but obviously now with all the heresy events that are happening across the country for the whole of the year it's giving people the opportunity to break out of those groups and go and meet new people and kind of try new things and mm. um, so i was conscious of not to kind of alienate people that want to do that um but then sorry that's guinea pigs squeaking in the background. oh <laughs> that's fair it's enough not, that's not that's not a technical fault that's that's a, that's a, an animal inter- I, I thought bear.
0: it sounded like a bird but
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's i walked too close to the cage they think i was instantly i was going to feed them producing carrots kind of magically from my uh, pockets don't
0: worry. At the weekend uh, we just had we had a, our biggest issue was a chicken that kept coming into the gaming hall.
1: I saw the chicken. I saw the chicken. That was uh, that should have should have given it kind of a uh, an inquisitional role. Yeah, probably. But uh, <laughs> I think we just ended
0: up feeding it crisps.
1: Ah, uh, okay. Well, as long as it's happy and it's it's doing its thing, it's uh need, need to remember to take uh, maggots with you. It's like a a, a bribe for the chicken gods.
0: Yeah, keep it out of the room. (laughs) It was just sort of um, uh, of sitting sitting and taking two minutes to sit down, and then suddenly someone cries out, why is there a chicken under the table?
1: (laughs) It's it's interesting presenting with livestock as well. I live out in the countryside, so we see a lot of livestock around, but um, as soon as people are presented with livestock, they're not familiar with it. They can freak out, you know, chickens, cows, that sort of thing. It's kind of it's uh, it's very much a divider with people, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so, um, no, your events sound, sound pretty absolutely cool. And uh, you've got one coming up in, is it May? Um, it is, yeah. It's on May the 12th and 13th. Yeah, and the tickets go off sale for that on the 14th. Is it 14th of April?
1: Yes, yeah. yeah so just to make sure that um, we've got enough time to, to set the event up to cater for everyone that's coming, because we've got things like, uh, event only t-shirts and things like that they need to be printed so um, to make sure that it's that we can set it up to, to people that have got tickets we need to kind of cap the, the ticket sales a little bit but um, I think there's still 9 tickets available for that so still plenty of
0: time for people to kind of grab tickets. Awesome, that sounds cool. Um t-shirts yeah okay that's that that, that's taken another level i like the way that every event at the minute seems to be doing something a little bit different and it's sort of setting the bar up a little bit higher for everybody else
1: yeah i mean it's something i I was really lucky enough to go to um the sn battle reports uh horace heresy event um, last year in gibraltar yes yeah it was great and i think one of the things they do very well is this kind of look after their players so um, I really want to kind of emulate that and, and get a really good players pack together, so that people can take away something that's very unique to the event
0: mm-hmm.
1: or to the to, to the King fluff events, um, so that they can have something that is you can't get anywhere else. So it becomes a, a very kind of special thing, really.
0: Yeah, no, that sounds kind of cool. Um, no, t-shirts would be awesome. <laughs> okay, that's an idea. In the panel. Um, okay, so that's that's over there just making a note um that's cool uh, so is it like got special art on it or something or
1: it's the um the the event logo on yep. the front and then it'll have uh all the players listed on the back so oh um, cool. it's kind of a, a a memento
0: of the event as well that that is really cool putting all the players on the back or oh, yeah you're giving me lots of ideas there <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking maybe we could do dice yeah, well, I've, I've got, the player's pack will include dice
1: as well. Um, ah. So they've, they've got that the kind away. Oh, it's It's quite cool. You, know, you get a dice tin. Um, mm-hmm. which I've got the, the, the prototype in front of me, actually, which is quite handy. Um, yes, yeah, so you get a dice tin um, with a dice inside, uh, a sticker, a pin badge. Um, there's um, a hand-casted Oath of Moment, so a purity seal, uh, but heresy, styly.
0: Yeah, so so uh, um, oh, for a moment.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's included in there. And then there's also um, a sheet of um, transfers for the whole of the campaign. So um, if you want to customize yeah, so um wow. transfers. So if you wanna customize your tanks vehicles to uh, honor the fact they've been part of the the campaign, um, in the, the belt of iron then you can kind of include those um so yeah i've been really lucky to uh, be able to commission some um phenomenal and the the guy who's designed them has come up with um uh mechanical mess looking logos for each of the worlds involved in the 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 belt of iron dispute the dispute of iron um which is what the the narrative is so <clears throat> as we move on into the other events you'll be able to kind of accumulate these uh, transfer sheets and and kit out all of your vehicles or flyers or or, or Titans with the uh, the campaign markings.
0: Wow, phenomenal. That, that is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, I knew you had a, had a T-shirt and dice, but that's just another level. I wish I could go now. <laughs> 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 yeah, I really do. But uh, you've got other events in the year, so maybe I can try and get along to one of them.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the, the first one, Fractured Side of Taras, <laughs> is, is the kind of um, opening salvos really as yeah. um as kind of the sides or the, the the news of the the rebellion reaches the system and and, and things start to go a little bit pear shaped um and then um uh, Trial in Incanabala, is that story on a little bit then looking at kind of more open warfare so that will involve larger armies some more um standard warfare, Cool. And will be uh, Titan Death at Gerald Station,
0: which is only for Knights and Titans. Nice. Oh, that's, it. that's 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 a different type of event, having just Knights and Titans.
1: Yes, I mean I, I, the, 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 there was uh, an event, um, a game, uh, adept of the Time Owners Club and uh, Adept's of Titanicus pages on Facebook, um, <laughs> which looked immense fun. Um, I believe they're running it as um, uh, eighth edition, though I think um because i think they were fighting well, i think i can't remember they're fighting imperials to whether they're fighting Eldar. i'm not sure um there's been a few big games kind of cropped up on the internet mm-hmm. just recently but um the plan is for titan death to it'll be a heresy based uh game so um we're still working out on the finer points in terms of points levels um but as far as we we know at the minute it will be, um, the ticket will be for a mana pool, so it will be, you'll be buying your ticket to present an army of four and a half or five thousand points, something around that, that point um, but that could be one, two, three people who can all share the ticket price yeah. and bring you know, a couple of warhounds and, and five knights or, or however, however it works, um, but we're trying to balance it to the point where we can encourage people to bring all the big toys as well as the kind of the more accessible kind of small toys as well. So we're going to include rules for the armature if that isn't um, already included yeah. in the heresy rule set by that point, which I'm hoping it will be, but um, if not, we'll, we'll have a house ruling for that. Yeah. We're also going to have um, uh, a custom-written um, Collegia Titanica red book to use for the events that will include um, rules not just for the event, but they might also be uh, used for uh, for other events or (coughs) people that want to use them in their gaming groups. Um, So that will be using uh, the kind of Titan Guard um, idea where you'll be able to assign specific battlefield roles to different Titans. So similar to the Questorus House uh, uh, rank rules. So you'll have that, that kind of as a consideration um, so very much for the event it'll be very useful to be able to have objective secured warlord titans or Reaper mm-hmm. titans or whatever yeah. um but then it can kind of use after the fact then for for other events or or, or or gaming clubs or whatever
0: that sounds cool it's always nice having another another thing out there for you that's useful for the community um and it's great that people yeah, like you I mean, are it's... adding to that pool of resources
1: it's very much kind of where I put my energies, really. Um, So for the last, uh, well, two, three years, I've been um, writing books based on the um, Xenos races featuring the Black Library novels. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen them. So the underrepresented few that that fall out of the uh, Imperial Propaganda wagon. So, you know, you get the mega arachnids and the Lair and people like that. They're all wiped out. Um, except when you, you really kind of think about it and really look at it <clears throat> there's every chance they're not really when you think well, <coughs> you've got kind of the Yugal who are um, inter-system nomads um, Yeah. so when the Death Guard wiped out some of them doesn't necessarily mean they've wiped them all out um, when you look at the ratnids they had a, a, a massive conflict with the inter Yeah. the inter took them and imprisoned them on murder but that would only be the, the Mega Ratnid army, the invasion force, that they would have imprisoned or murder. The rest of the Mega will be on their homeworld somewhere in another system. So there's the capacity to then use them kind of within the heresy context, but then also within the scouring and, and whatever happens after that. So certainly sitting within the 7th uh, edition rule set. So I'm, I'm kind of on my second book now, um, writing... Uh, another seven races to use. There'll be 14 races... Uh, sorry, 12 races altogether to use um, in the books. And then they yeah. will form the kind of background for the events next year.
0: Oh, so next year it's going to be Xenos.
1: Well, it'll be two. It'll be, it'll be a split, really. So you'll have heresy in terms of um, the Dispute of Iron events, which will kick off. So that will involve... Um, the, the Hand of the War Master and the the kind of um, ambiguous Hand of the Mechanicum moving around and, and, and kind of being involved. Um, so there's three of those planned. Yeah. But then also we'll start off the um, Great Crusade events. So with uh, the first of the Xenoside events, <clears throat> which will be... Um, it, it's kind of a format from Betrayal, um, the first first War book. But it'll, it'll take um, kind of a, a mixed doubles format, the first one, um, where we'll be asking players to bring 1,000 points of Imperium. So that could be Marines, Solar, Mechanicum, mm-hmm. Custodes, whatever it is. And then 1,000 points of Aliens from either of the two books. And then when you get to the table, you'll randomly decide who's playing with their Xenos, who's playing with their Imperium. So yeah. You'll have... Mixed, mixed matchups of Imperium versus Alien.
0: Nice. That, that, that sounds actually quite cool.
1: Well, it's, it was one of those things that I kind of wanted to. That's where I really kind of got into the Heresy, because um, we started. Uh, it's about ten years ago now, um, with the Tempest Fugitives events, mm-hmm. and it was prior. It was before Forge would even started doing the Badab uh, War armor marks. So there was literally nothing um, apart from third-party people making stuff that, that looked like the Visions uh, artwork um, and lots of plastic card, lots of scalpels and, and lots of trawling of bit sites to kind of get the bits that you need to make an army. And for me, that really kind of captured my imagination. I really wanted to do more of that In so insofar as it's... Um, you were allowed to interpret a bit more. It wasn't kind of off the shelf. It was something a bit more bespoke, something you could kind of really pour your creativity into. Mm -hmm. And I thought I'd quite like to get back to that um, by kind of going back a notch and looking at the Great Crusade and then looking at kind of giving players the opportunity to, to play games but also to have a hobby project where they can spend some time and some effort and some imagination on making something that is unique to them that they can they can rock up on the day and bring their 1000 points of aliens with mad conversions and scratch builds and all that sort of stuff and put put them on the table and really be proud of what they've done as mm-hmm. an accomplishment. So that's that's kind of really where I wanted to go with the the event. So
0: going back to the very early days of a uh, yeah, kind of recapturing ahead.
1: that magic of, of kind of let's do something that's really cool. The game's kind of a secondary thing. It's just a kind of an excuse to get together and meet up and have a laugh and, and kind of look at what everyone else has done. Um, but then, you know, have some games as well and, and just, just kind of enjoy the whole experience rather than it being kind of, you know, I've, I've, got, I've got to go to Forge World, buy 2,000 points worth of stuff, paint it, turn up to the event, play five games and then go home again. It was something that hopefully will will kind of capture people's imaginations again.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that sounds like a very, very cool thing, because obviously, uh, you know, we've got lots of... Uh, you know, it's all very easy to go out and build an army now, uh, you know, compared to what it was, as you say, 10 years ago when people were yeah. first starting to play Heresy, um, you know, before there even was a Horus Heresy uh, game. Absolutely, yeah.
1: Yeah, it was, um, I mean, I think... The love of, of, of writing um, campaigns, books, supplements really kind of came from that and um, being involved in the process of, okay, if we want to include primarchs, we want to include these tanks, we want to include the, all this stuff from Collective Visions. What does it look like? What does it do? You know, how do we extrapolate what it looks like on a piece of art to what it does on a tabletop? I think that's, that's something that's, that's kind of stuck with me, so it's something I want to kind of continue doing, really.
0: Awesome because i mean uh it's 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 a uh, i think i've read i've read your i've read the first xenos one and i thought that was that was fantastic and i'm really looking forward to the collegiate titanic one because i've seen bits and pieces that you've spoken about in the past and obviously you've just spoken about it there so it's going to be quite cool and then um obviously your events that you're running it's uh it's all going to be quite awesome but uh i like out the uh i do I, I do i do like what you're doing gotta say gotta love it um, so oh, yeah thank you yeah so I mean uh, I'm just re looking again at the uh, uh, of Taras uh, page and uh, you know it looks like a quite quite big nice nice day there um, you know, you're allowing relics which is quite cool um, and then uh, great of the armies
1: I kind of didn't want to limit people too much um, with what they what they want to bring and what they want to do Um what I have done is I've I've amended the, the the kind of grading system slightly so that it doesn't it kind of encourages you to be thinking more along the lines of a narrative event rather than a, a tournament or, or, or a competition. Um but then you know, there are lots of players out there like me that you know, you might not get to, to, to roll out the cool stuff very often. So sort sort of saying to people, Well, don't bring you this and don't bring that. Um is, I think is fine if you've got kind of um, a, a centralized network of people that, that kind of within a player group or whatever. But we've got people coming from all over the country, so it's very difficult to kind of work out what the meta would be within that group. So to say to everyone, bring what you want, but with a caveat that you know there will be a grading system of, you know, you'll be graded against how much your opponent enjoyed the game. So that might be your army selection. It might just be you know, be nice to each other <laughs> and play play nicely with your toy soldiers. Um, it, it, it can be both those things. So allowing people to kind of go, well, <clears throat> I want to take a relic because it's fluffy and it's cool and it makes sense for that unit, or I want to bring this super heavy because it fits better with my army composition than than this super heavy. Yeah, it was something I kind of wanted to encourage in that way.
0: Yeah, I think the only, the only thing we personally did was say no Leviathan.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was I was looking at the the force organisation shots, and actually um, onslaught is even worse.
0: No, <laughs> You think? I don't know. I'm, I mean, we've never had we've never had anyone try onslaught.
1: I think, generally speaking, with Levine Levine, it tends to because I played I played play a Levine less quite a lot because um, this yeah you know, I want to kind of get the the kind of bigger walkers out. Um, but I think it kind of When you're playing um, specific scenarios, it kind of limits what you can do, Um, and I've probably lost as many games as I've won playing with Leviathan lists. So it's, I think it has. As long as the the event is written right, I think it kind of it almost takes takes care of itself. I think.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, um, are you using just rulebook missions, or are you um, using custom missions for this uh, event?
1: There will be um, a mix of both, actually. Um, Each table will have a specific scenario, based on the the scenery on the table, and and the area that it's in in the Tara system. Um, So it will have an impact on how the games are played. Um, There will be some things that are familiar with players, so they can they can kind of get on and, and not worry about it, but everything else will kind of be on the table. So, if there's ever a, a query, it's, it's going to be there for players to use on the table, rather than having to, to kind of grab a uh, an event organizer and say, uh, "What are we doing here? What's the deployment? You know, what's the special mission rules? That sort of thing."
0: Okay, a specific missions or specific tables? So How's that sound? Sounds like a lot of hard work, but would be very cool, and it would sort of a uh, uh, answer those critics of a lot of events including ours where they're like yeah i want my table to uh to to, to the, the mission and my table to be a bit more in sync
1: yeah yeah i mean it, I've, I've kind of got the the, the um benefit the, the 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 deficit of the fact that all the tables for the event are being made for the event so ah. um, like you said a lot of hard work to get them all done um but i can write um scenarios Based on the tables that are being made, so it, it, it I've, it's not like I'm, I'm using pre-established things that I can then kind of just put on a table and, and play a, a scenario across. They're they're kind of intrinsic with each other. So it's um it that it's kind of a it's, it's kind of a good thing, but also it's uh yeah, there's lots of half-finished chunks of scenery and tables that need to get finished before uh, before May comes around.
0: <laughs> yeah, sounds like a lot of Lot of hard work oh the, the guinea pigs are after some food again yeah they go again <laughs> uh, cool cool so um have you run um, have you ever run tournament events before that uh, you know the non-narrative stuff
1: um no no not um not in terms of uh, kind of gts and things like that so it's uh, everything i've been involved in has, has been kind of narrative based awesome
0: that that's that's interesting um because you know a lot of people have come to come to narrative events after doing um doing more tournamenty things and getting sort of you know burnt out by them so it's interesting that you've never come from the um the the more tournamenty side for a second there so have you played in many tournamenty gt type things before or
1: um to be honest no um it's not a playing style that i really kind of aspire towards to be honest Mm -hmm. um I do enjoy winning I think everybody enjoys winning but um, I more enjoy those games that are kind of hard fought and very close um, and I'm quite a responsive player so uh, in terms of you know you put stuff down on the table you see what the other player does and you kind of respond to that um, to kind of challenge yourself more within the game I think for me and and I don't know but um, having read a lot of posts and stuff about people that like to go to, to tournaments and and the very competitive scene of the game. Um, that that half the fun, half the enjoyment for them is writing the list to to kind of math hammer it out and make sure that it's it's as optimal as possible. And then, you know, you're you're thinking, what's the opponent bringing? How can I counter that? How can I counter that? Whereas, you know, that's always a consideration a little bit. But for me, it's a case of more often than not, what have I got painted? Okay, I'll tell you that with yeah. me. Um, or it's a case of, what that, that model looks really cool. Um, I'm going to paint that and I'm going to use it in a game. And that tends to be a, a more kind of hobby painting conversion-led than than kind of gaming-led. Mm-hmm. Um which it makes it easier to do kind of fluffy lists and fluffy armies because generally speaking, the things that have a synergy, are things that that have that kind of fluff link to to each other. But um, I, I yeah, I, I think there's uh, there's there's enough in the hobby for everyone to take something from it that they enjoy, and I think that's that's a really good thing, and I think that's why there's so many people that do it, and why it's it's kind of had such longevity is that. You know you you can make your own hobby and i think that's if you're enjoying your own hobby and you can find like-minded people and you can do those things that bring you enjoyment i think that's great and it's it's a really positive thing
0: cool i'm just going to apologize for the bing noise there i had a notification um I are chatting over facebook um chat so um unfortunately i can't mute facebook <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> I mute you. So, if someone sends me a message or I get a notification, it's going to make a noise. So, uh, and that was just Greg Dan asking me to send him his jacket that he forgot the weekend.
1: <laughs> postal, post personal, postal service.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I he, he left it, and I was looking through the photos on Sunday, and I was like, "Who had this jacket?" And I was like, "Oh, right, there he is." Because I thought it was one guy, and I thought that's no, a bit big for him, but. Craig answers it.
1: I was just going to say it's a a good job it's not snowing anymore because you'd probably realise you'd walked out of a building like your coat if it was.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. It was quite warm on Saturday, so um, I think it was easy enough to to forget. And everybody just wanted to, you know, because obviously they've got a long journey back home, so. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so so narrative events. um, What do you find, I mean, what do you think is the biggest difference between a narrative event and a competitive event?
1: I think uh, from look, from outside looking in, um, I think the, the camaraderie I think is, is something that is a key difference. I mean, I've been to lots of events and I've met lots of people and I've stayed in touch with them um, and we, we, we shoot messages back and forth. We show each other pictures of what we're doing um, and generally share excitement for the hobby. Um, I think from what I've seen that tends to be probably almost solely exclusive to a, a narrative mindset. Um, I've seen lots of people play each other in competitive settings that that barely talk to each other yeah. over the game. Um, and I think you know you can... I, <clears throat> and I, I don't know whether that's now becoming a, more of a divide between kind of we'll have a 40,000 and Horus Heresy insofar as if you've got a group of Heresy players at one end of the building, they're all having a laugh and um, you know, banters two you know, two and forth, and there you can see that they're enjoying what they're doing. Whereas I think with the forty K guys, sometimes that's a little bit more difficult to see whether they're actually enjoying. Now I don't know whether that's because the concentration's more intense, um because they're concentrating more because it it, it means more if that makes sense.
0: Mm.
1: Um because the stakes are higher um or not. But yeah, I think there's there's definitely a different there's a different vibe in different events and i think the for me the the vibe in kind of narrative events tends to be a little bit more easygoing going and a bit more laid back and um conducive to conversation and conducive to to people kind of you know being friendly and and and, and making good hobby buddies over over again
0: yeah, I mean, I did. um I've been to, I, I, you know, I'm not gonna lie. Obviously, I've been to to competitive 40k tournaments, and the fit, and, and I've ha- I've been in games where the opponent has just not wanted to talk at all. They've they've just sort of right. I'm rolling this dice for this unit. It's shooting at that unit. The dice do this, and it's sort of like, okay, yeah, right. So, is that all we're doing? Yeah, and for me, that's <coughs> the games that
1: I have enjoyed the least are those kinds of games where you are playing against someone rather than with someone i think that tends to be the caveat for a lot of narrative events is that play a game with somebody not against them
0: yeah yeah definitely because because i i personally take the opinion that when i'm playing a game i am just as responsible for the other players you know enjoyment and fun as i am my own
1: yeah and i think like you said before with with a lot of people moving around different um, scenes, so you know. I think a lot of a lot of um, 40k players moved over to Heresy when there was kind of rumour that Eighth Edition was was coming in um, because they didn't want the change, so they moved over. When the plastic sets hit, I think a lot of people kind of tried or dipped their toes into the Heresy as well. And I think it was there was a there was a kind of paradigm shift really of people coming into Perhaps more narrative events, more narrative games, um, and they were expecting less kind of narrative games, um, and it, it and it kind of threw them a little bit. I think. Um, so I, I think with the the kind of changing landscape, I think it's 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 one of those things that I think people would dip in and out as they go, um, and they'll find a play style, they'll find a, a format that they enjoy. Um, and it might be kind of a bit of both. It might be kind of more competitive. I mean, you do get very competitive narrative players as well. Um, you know that you get some really kind of fantastically written lists that you just have to turn to. You thinking, I don't really know what I can do here. Um, but that, and that's great because that's that's kind of a craft in its own right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's not at the point where you're kind of thinking, actually. I'm not even sure why I'm playing this game because there's no there's no rapport there's no interaction there's no um, there's no enjoyment really I think that's what it is and I think you know I'm a stay at home dad with a you know father or two and um, getting out and playing with toy soldiers is a is a, a blessing on Sunday yeah um, and being able to kind of go out and, and really kind of meet new people and um, have a chat with with grown ups. I know that sounds ironic, whilst, whilst you're playing <laughs> with toy little toys. Um, but yeah, having kind of grown up conversation and enjoying other people's company, I think that's that's key for me. And um, I'm sure it's probably the same for a lot of people. So having that kind of ability to to, to do that within a friendly kind of kind of event, I think is is really good
0: yeah cuz you don't want your um you don't want the the little free time that we often have to be taken up with playing a game that you're not going to enjoy
1: no absolutely absolutely
0: yeah so i mean for some people it might be a case of they like to math hammer they like to to just smash face but for most of us we just want to have a bit of a laugh
1: yeah and i think that's it i think you know so I, like i said some people enjoy that element of it people will enjoy writing their lists and crafting their lists you know, I mean, I think it was a big complaint about 40K for a long time that people seemed to spend longer writing their lists than they did painting their armies. Um, and you get kind of the, which I think is where the, the kind of three colours minimum thing came from, where people would turn up with kind of, I've just bought this this starter box and, and bits from the shop. I've glued them together. Here's my army on the table, um, and I'm going to smash your face. Um, whereas <clears throat> at least the kind of changing meta of, of power creep that was kind of countered a little bit by a case of, well, you've actually got to spend time painting these. So if if the meta changes whilst you halfway through painting them, then you you know, you're kinda of stuck. You've got to carry on with what you were doing, so that's the army that you're playing. But, you know, I think like I said, the hobby is such a vast, wide spectrum of stuff that, that anybody can get enjoyment from from you know, a whole range of different elements from it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's there's more than just gaming. There's there is the there is the list building, the painting, the um, the fluff writing. The it's not just about one thing. No, no. Which is good. Which is a good thing, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's a fantastic thing. So, I mean, what kind of painting standards do you enforce at your events? Just as a well, we're going for the kind of um. <clears throat>
1: initially going for the the, the kind of the 3 colours minimum based mm-hmm. you know, uh, as the, the kind of Warhammer World standard really um, yeah. I mean that was one of the things that we we kind of thought about was that um, there seems to be a, a lessening of heresy events at Warhammer World and because we're only 45 minutes away from Warhammer World it's we're clo- close enough to be a, a fairly good proxy, um, or hopefully we're going to be a fairly good proxy for, for the heresy events that would have been run there so we're, we're, we're trying to kind of keep it as similar as possible so that it, it's not a massive shift for people that are already geared up for that that kind of way of working but yeah three comes minimum and based um, we um, obviously looking for WYSIWYG as as much as possible you know mm-hmm. we're not going to become uh, where's your melt bombs you know got them on your list where's your melt bombs um, but yeah, Was it within reason? Uh, and, you know, it, yeah, and it's more of an encouragement thing, really, because we want people to kind of enjoy all those elements of the hobby. So, if if it's becoming an arduous task of you know people pulling arms off to swap weapons or whatever, um, that that's probably not what we're encouraging them to do. But looking at kind of pushing that that envelope a little bit in, and you know, giving people—I mean, I, I know I appreciate uh-huh. a deadline of an event where I've got. Two or three units sitting half finished it's a case of well i, I want to take those they have to take them but I want to take them so I'll push myself to get them painted to take them to the event and and I think those those deadlines are always really useful so yeah. doing that would would be great I mean ultimately, what we'd like to do is is um start doing king fluff invitationals so looking at getting the kind of the 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 cream of the, the kind of heresy players out there with the most loveliest painted armies and the fantastic conversions and inviting them along for mm. a, more of an exclusive event. Um, yeah. A, a boutique, a boutique event. Um, so kind of really look after them for the weekend and then, um, kind of push the envelope a little bit that way so we can get some really good, um, battles going perhaps like you guys did at the weekend and um, some live streaming stuff and, you know all the, the kind of the new tech elements of of uh, events now Can yeah. get those on board and, and use those so yeah ideally you know we're looking for for people to to use their own judgment you know try for something really good but you know three calls minimum based but um, yeah and hopefully in the future look for look to push that a little bit more as well.
0: It'd be nice to see some more live streaming. Um, it's not actually as difficult as it seemed. I mean, we were at, um, Blood and Glory in November, and we were, the heresy table was right next to the, uh, well, the heresy admin table, because I was a gopher, um, was right next to the, uh, um, Warhammer Live setup, and I was just chatting to, oh, what's his name? You know, the, the short guy with the glasses and the beard. I can't yeah. remember the names. I've got brain damage, so that's my excuse. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, um, and, and we were just saying, oh, it would be really cool to do some live stream with more, more heresy. Oh, there's another alert from Facebook. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... More, more heresy I've, I've games. Been, and I've you, been playing with the concept of
1: remote games as well. Yeah. With where, you know, you can get two players separated by continents to play a game against each other. I, I haven't quite worked out all the... The, the details of yeah but i think that would be quite cool to be able to say so, so i'm i'm playing a guy in canada or i'm playing a guy in australia um yeah and you're you've both got your own setups and stuff and and you know you play the game remotely and then stream it which would be which would be quite cool that would be quite cool
0: but yeah we were we were just chatting with them and, and they said you know we actually just started with a webcam and it was like oh yeah cam. and it was sort of like yeah and the software we use it's a free download and it's and it sort of gotten you into thinking, well, maybe it's actually not that impossible after all. And it turned out it wasn't.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the streams from the uh, weekend look fantastic. And uh, I think that's... I think it's one of those things, isn't it? Until you do it, you don't know what you need to do and, you know, would you become practised and that you can kind of kind of get things that are really, really good and, you know, like the industry standard, as it were.
0: Yeah. I mean, the industry standard is, obviously, the... um the 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 Warhammer TV, but we wanted yeah. to do a little bit better than them uh, in getting the player banter. Yes, hens,
1: yeah, hens I think we, having players might would Yeah, hence we mic'd up the
0: players. Which was uh,
1: I think that that's that's one of those things that you miss a lot. I think if you're not listening to the nuances of the individual players, if it's just you're just watching people move stuff around, that's great. But you don't. I don't think you necessarily get the full understanding of what's going on. As well.
0: Yeah, uh, cause, uh, you know, if you've got a commentator, they don't necessarily understand what the player's intentions are. No, um, of course, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and we sort of had the idea that it, it, when the commentator is involved, he would actually just be chatting with, with the guys rather than talking over them. Yes. Yeah. Didn't happen all that often, cause I was often pulled away to do, can you come take the rubbish out? Can you? <laughs> <laughs> Can you do this? Can you do that? All
1: the all the glamorous all the glamorous jobs as an yeah. event
0: organizer. Well, that's what you do. that's what you get when you go with a budget menu. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to complain about uh, our venue. Actually, it's it's a great venue. Actually, but because the uh, hotel will be a lot more expensive. no
1: absolutely, absolutely.
0: I think um for the for what you guys
1: do in the the price, I think is is fantastic.
0: Yeah. Okay, awesome. So, what what kind of armies do you actually play yourself? So, you know, because we've talked about you know the, the Xenos stuff and the Titans, but what do you play?
1: Oh, um, yeah, I'm I'm very much the hobby butterfly. So, ah. um, yeah, it's not it's not a good way to be, but it is what it is. You have to accept your failings, don't you? Um, um, yeah. The I'm... the the plan, really. I mean, I've always well back 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 into the mists of time sort of 1994 1995 um, I kind of really started off in earnest as a space wolf player um, so I've had one two three I've had four just started on the fourth iteration of the space wolf army um, just just recently um, but kind of in the interim it was um, as I was collecting space Wolves. When we sort of started on the heresy kind of journey, um, it was kind of like, well, you know, I quite like the completism of having both sides of the coin. So then I started on uh, Thousand Suns, um, which then um, I kind of had a, a heresy Thousand Sons army, and then that became a 40k uh, Thousand Sons army. And I, I went through a whole period, um, foolishly, a whole period of time where I was, I was picking up almost every army for 40k, um, and I was building them diligently, cleaning them lovely, basing them, spraying them black, putting them in a box and never using them ever again. And uh, <laughs> they got to the point where I was like, I, I really need to to focus my efforts on something. Um, and luckily enough, that's about the same time that kind of heresy for me kicked off. Um, so I spent a lot of time kind of um, building up space walls. So this is kind of custom armor, jet bikes, all that sort of stuff, way before... Those things kind of existed in an official capacity, yeah. Um, And then um, I kind of once once that kind of finished, it kind of segued into other stuff. Um, And then uh, when which book was it? I think it must have been Betrayal came out. Um, I got kind of loads of got loads of sort of standard forty k stuff, which I was kind of going. I was kind of thinking about what what I wanted to do with it, because, um, again, it was just sitting as grey plastic or primed. Um, I, was kind of, I want I want, I want to do kind of a, a standard space marine army. Didn't really fancy ultramarines. Um, so I, I was kind of leaning more towards Imperial Fists. Then uh, I think the Blood Angels Codex came out. I was like, oh, Blood Angels. So all the stuff got sprayed red. I was like, but Imperial Fists stuck... So as kind of betrayal, and the next retribution came out. Um, I was like, okay, I'm I'm going to do I'm going to do imperial fists, but I'll wait till they're featured in a book. So for for the time being, I'll do uh, night lords because i would listened to uh, I think it's dark tower or dark prince and the lightning tower. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a free like yeah. a little A5 booklet that came in a pack from one of the events. Um, so it was like, oh, Imperial Fist and, and Night Lords have have this animosity towards each other, so okay, I'll do I'll do Night Lords. So then Night Lords took over, I did lots of Night Lords, uh, kind of eclipsed the whole Imperial Fist because the Imperial Fist came and they went and uh, it was like okay. And so I kind of started Imperial Fist but then they kind of stalled a little bit. Uh, and then Was it um, the yellow? <laughs> say again? Was it the yellow? No well it it kind of was. I was because <clears throat> my knight household is is blue and yellow, so I've got this really kind of nice recipe for doing yellow on the knights. But obviously, they're big panels, so it's it, when you're layering up, it's it's fairly easy and fairly quick to do. When you're doing that on Mark II armor, it's um it's a whole different world. So it was taking me sort of like a week to paint one marine. It was like this isn't this isn't going to get me anywhere. Um, so they they kind of stored a little bit. Um, and then kind of. Since then, I've picked up um, Thousand Suns again. Um, I've I've still got my third version of my Space Army kicking around, but I think they're gonna they're gonna kind of be uh, broken down for parts. I think um, I've just started a new Space Army, which is actually uh, using Word Bearers rules. So it's a 13th Company Space Army, which will be all Galvalback, back. So it's all Wolfen uh, using the Galvul back rules. Um, and then I'll have a a, a rune priest as Zaru Layak, uh a, a leviathan, drop pods and things. So it'll be it'll be a, tra- a kind of traitorous space wolf army, but not. I think I think the the kind of animosity rule is quite nice. So if you're playing, allying your 13th company with other space wolves, they've got to kind of keep apart because they're a bit feral and they don't really want much to do with them, and they can kind of get on with doing their own jobs. But mm. yeah. Um, so currently the plan is four legions. So Imperial Fists, which is a first company uh, force, which is all, all Terminators. It's um, uh, or word-bearers for the minute. And then I've got <laughs> um, I'm also working on a Titan Guard army yep. as well. Uh, hard, and then I've got a third Mechanicum army, kind of waiting in the wings. Um, I've got a Uh, Questorus Knight Household. Uh, I've got a Serastus Knight Household. Um, uh, I've got uh, a Titan Lethery Warhounds, and I've got a War a Warlord as well. Um, So yeah, lots of (laughs) lots uh, and 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 a Talons Army as well. So I've got a fledgling kind of um, uh, Golden Boys Army, which I've really enjoyed painting. There, but they were kind of a, a nice kind of let's see how easy gold is to paint. Uh, and then kind of they grew from there really yeah but that's that's on top of you know all the xenos stuff that i'm working on as well so you know i've got a nephilim army and uh, a mega Ratonid army and and makings of a demiurg army and you know bits and bobs of other stuff but yeah, yeah i need i need like four or five other people i think just to, to move into my hobby room and just, <laughs> and just work through the backlog
0: yeah i, I can feel that i've got a big pile of stuff from various systems 40k and 30k and then batman and it's uh yeah, yeah
1: well I've ju- i just um i did uh, uh um I, I managed to have a, a crack at wild west exodus as well and that was that was really really good so yeah i've got i've got a couple of posses for that as well yeah that are oh, sitting oh, kind of waiting for paint
0: the only thing that puts me off on that one it's wailing games and it's sort of like i've got a history with ordering stuff from them and it taking months to arrive and it's like I know they're going to be good with their own stuff but
1: yeah and it, and the, the, yeah you know, with the, the acquisition of uh the War stuff and they've just bought a scenery company as well and yeah yeah I think I think the the collective system um with the Dystopian Age
0: yeah yeah because they merged kind of the, the, they merged the universes so yeah I think it it'll be fantastic I think Once it's once it's
1: kind of played out over the next sort of five or six years, I think it's it's going to be as full as some of the really established kind of universes. I think it'll be a really exciting game system, especially as you've kind of got such a variety of stuff in there. Yeah, and more so than kind of here's another alien, here's another alien, here's another alien. It's more kind of like well, here's mad scientists, and here's uh, shape-changing Native Americans, and here's you know. captain nemo and yeah and here's some aliens as well it's yeah it's <laughs> i think i think it's one of those things that it's so madcap that um you can really kind of get loads of stuff from it and and the game system works really well as well so it's it's a really fun game to play
0: okay awesome so uh what we'll do is we'll wrap it up there but before we go we'll remind people of the dates of your uh, uh, forthcoming event so you've got the Fatricide of Taras um which uh it's Staffordshire for anyone interested where it is and that's on the 12th and 13th of May yeah that's right yeah yep and the tickets for that are on sale until the 15th of April I've, yep. got, I've got it noted down here so 15th of April um and then your other one is uh, I'm just trying to find it here betrayer inculaba on the twenty first yep, and twenty second of July? And yep. how much are the tickets for those? Uh they're just over fifty pounds. Fifty pounds. And you get the t shirt and the dice dice bag and the... Well the
1: t shirt the t t-shirt, shirt's extra.
0: T shirt's um, extra, ah but, right. Yeah, but the but they'll be available to get at the event. Awesome. Awesome. So that is that is that is absolutely fantastic. Okay, so uh thank you for joining us uh today, Ben. Or yeah, thank do you very prefer much. do you prefer King
1: <laughs> do, do you know it's so many iterations of it it's, it's Mr Fluff or Mr King or or it's so oi I, you whatever, however it works
0: alright <laughs> awesome well thank you for joining us
1: yeah well thank you very much for having me on